Hi, welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fit Me Forever podcast. Today, we're going to be going over a topic that has been highly requested. We're going to be going over different fat loss and dieting protocols. We're going to be going into the details, why we like them or recommend them, and where to implement them, and some other things. So we'll jump right in. What are some dieting protocols that come to mind for you guys? Hey there. So this is such an interesting topic. Um, being the time of year that we are, we're recording this. I don't know when you're going to be listening to it, guys, but recording it at the end of the year, um, and mid-December, I think we're at right now. So um, I've already had people planning for the new year. We've had conversations around resolutions and things like that, which it typically always revolves around some sort of fat loss. Um, in the physique world, a lot of people are moving into their improvement season around this time, so they're, they might be shifting gears, but most people, we're going to be focusing on the fat loss. So um, one of I'll jump right in. One of my favorite um, tools or protocols to use for fat loss is different forms of calorie cycling. Um, so I think probably to make this conversation maybe flow the best, because I know that we're probably going to dig in and get a little detailed like we always do. Um, but just so you guys, the listeners can follow along pretty easily, we'll just introduce some of the topics and then we'll come back to them and talk a little bit more detail. So that's the one I'm going to throw in the pot is different forms of um, calorie cycling, and then I'm going to pass the mic over to Jody so that she can share with us some of her favorites too. Well, I am definitely a fan of calorie cycling, not only for myself, but for clients. So that is probably top of the list. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why um, that we prescribe that. But also there's, you know, a, a just a general steady maintenance fat loss um, choosing to be in a relative deficit for a period of time until you plateau and it's a good time to spike and then sometimes go a little bit deeper depending on where you're at and and how things are going metabolically for you all the way along um, a lot of people like when you get really really you're trying to get off that last bit of fat off kind of flipping it to more of a keto style fat loss diet it's not something that I recommend for most people um, and only in very specific situations where you want to get real lean and it's a very uh, relatively short period of time. So, so I, that's what I'd have to add to that conversation. Tay, how about you? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that another, um, another topic to discuss in another protocol is even um, doing mini cuts of any sort. And so I know that that is probably a favorite of all of ours. And just because that gives us a chance to still live our life, but live it comfortably. Um, and if we don't like say it's like the average person um, instead of a competitor, 
not wanting to go into these intense fat loss phases and just wanting to um, regain insulin sensitivity, make sure that their calories are going in the right places and not just storing fat all the time. Um, and just feeling better and looking better and just gaining more confidence. So mini cuts are a good way to go and just short and easy, maybe not so easy, but that's another good one. Yeah. The quick and dirty. I like to call it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, I think those are really good. So just kind of to, to sum that up for the listeners, um, the, the main three forms of dieting protocols that we're going to be talking about, because it's the ones that we use the most with all of our clients and we do with ourselves are going to be forms of calorie cycling, which we'll kind of dig into first. Um, and then like a linear form of whether that's a fat loss phase into a maintenance phase. Um, and we'll also touch on some ketogenic dieting while we're on that topic as well. Um, and when that might be, suggested on the linear phase of fat loss. Um, and then we're also going to touch on mini cuts because they seem so attractive and they can be really, really great. Um, but there's also some times where they're just a big no, no, where I would just never use them. So we want to touch on that because one of the big things that we always want to offer you guys is a realistic approach. Um, just because one thing is our favorite, it doesn't mean that it's the best tool to be used. And so as you guys are listening to the various podcasts that we have, we want to be providing you with new tools for your toolbox. And so if you think about all of these, um, strategies or protocols as tools in, you know, like your handyman toolbox, not every tool is going to be best at every moment. You know, a wrench isn't going to be the best for, best tool to be used if you're really needing a screwdriver. So just keep that in mind as we go through these things and that you're kind of thinking about yourself and where you might fall um, so that you're not damaging anything or putting yourself back. Um, so we'll jump right into being calorie cycling. Ca- calorie cycling. Jody, what's your favorite or most common, I guess we'll say most common rather than favorite, take the feelings out of it, <laughs> most common use of calorie cycling, what's kind of your general go-to with, you know, like a general client. And I think it'd be even great for the listeners if you framed it with like, let's have a little case study, like, um, you know, Susie, she's around this age, this is her typical dieting history. Um, what would be a good example for her to start yeah. I I want to add something to what you just said too with um, these are all tools in the toolbox. Yeah. Really important for people to understand that um, it's not a good idea to jump around in these things and toy around with them. I think it's very important to be strategic about what you use and when you use it. And so just because all of a sudden you're working a certain protocol and it doesn't seem like it's working for you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the indicator to jump to something else. And I think that's what we find with a lot of people is they've been all over the place. Um, Consistency sometimes is an issue and um, maybe they're not metabolically in a good position to even start a fat loss phase, which is, what is really the problem to begin with. So um, speaking of um, just thinking about a case study would be, let's just choose somebody that's maybe 30 something. I won't complicate it with them just maybe having a baby or something like that. Um, But they have, let's say they have 15 to 20 pounds that they want to lose. They've probably carried that extra 15 to 20 for a couple of years really haven't paid attention 
um, to anything specific. You know, they haven't really been in a dieting phase or anything like that, but they're, are, you know, they're not yo-yoing around and just come to us and say, you know, I want to, want to drop these 15 to 20 and, you know, in their mind, they're thinking about something quick and dirty. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we would say first to them is it takes time. You're going to have to kind of coax your metabolism a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we start with um, uh, a relative deficit based on um, what they are eating currently or where they should be. They may, we may increase um, their intake for a while, maybe even a relatively short period of time, four to six weeks, mm -hmm. and then start looking at how their body's responding. When women, many women come to us not eating enough to start out with, so that is key. And when I talk about being metabolic, metabolically compromised, that's part of it. They just have not been intaking enough food. So we would assess that. And generally in a cycling, in my mind, that's the place where we start some type of cycling protocol. Um, why don't you guys add uh, what you think about that particular scenario? Yeah. Um, the cool thing about, about the dieting um, or the calorie cycling is that there's so many ways to do it. And that there's so many times when you can change it. Um, so say you were doing um, like four lower calorie days or five lower calorie days and then fat loss stalls. You're like, well, now what do I do? Just simply take one of those days out and or your higher days and then make another low day or something like that. And so you can change it all the time. Um, based off how you're progressing. And another thing, Jody, as you were saying, that it, it requires so much, um, not only consistency and having a plan in place, but actually being that meticulous and consistent to, whether, to know whether those small changes are actually making a difference. Because right. if someone's not really fine-tuning in what they're doing, they're not going to know what's making a difference to what isn't. And that's the easiest way that people can get discouraged and then just want to throw in the towel because they're not paying attention to the small details. Um, and that could be the simply small detail of changing one of those higher low days or um, whatnot and recognizing too where the benefit comes in of those high and low days is that those higher days are going to not only um, serve such a huge purpose for compliance and actually sticking to your program, um, but really just helping a lot with um, metabolically speaking too. Your body is going to love that. The hormones are going to love that. They're going to spike again. They're going to start working again. Um, leptin and ghrelin are huge, huge hormones that are going to play a large role in fat loss. And so um, it's super important to be able to pay attention to those details. Right. I think that's true. And, and I'm also a huge proponent of not going too deep in a deficit right off the bat, um, that there's a, a relative deficit compared to what their current intake is and maybe where we'd like to see their intake. Um, because what happens, you know, initially your body goes through this, if you will, an anti-catabolic phase where um, it, it's, it will easily give up tissue to a certain point in time. And then all of a sudden, you know, you will hit that plateau because your body's kind of saying, okay, wait a minute, 
I'm in either too great a deficit and things stall because it's trying to preserve, um, you know, body weight, body fat, or, um, or you're just, you know, not in a, a good position to be that low to begin with. So it's just, um, there's a time period and I think that's different for everybody. I think initially people will see an initial change um, and then when that stops is when we get frustrated and that's the time where the consistency really needs to kind of kick in because anything that promises you to lose more than, you know, I would say realistically a pound a week, half pound to a pound mm -hmm. is just, it's not going to be good for you metabolically and you will likely not be able to sustain that long term. So, and along the way, at some point, you're just going to start feeling like crap because that's your, your body just telling you, stop, <laughs> you need to feed me. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think you guys brought up a couple really great points and um, something I want to add from kind of a, Jody. I love how you started off with just kind of some of the baselines that what we do and a lot of people just don't eat enough. Um, one of the things I like about using calorie cycling as a fat loss protocol is using those higher calorie days to do exactly what Taylor said of revving up the metabolism. Exactly. Um, a lot of times we're working against our own mind. So we totally get, you know, throwing an extra thousand calories, calories at you a day, even though scientifically speaking, we know that your body's probably just going to eat that right up and spit it out. It's not going to be a big deal. There's going to be such a big mental block for you to be able to increase your intake that much that mm -hmm. we can utilize a couple high days in a row, whether that's two or four, it doesn't even matter. Um, it's going to serve your body well to get more calories, but it's also going to keep your mind at bay by still quote unquote dieting for your few days. So a lot of times I'll do that um, as a general recommendation for general fat loss because I get what I want, but the client also gets what they want. And we're both working towards the same goal. I want them to reach their goals too. Um, but I've just learned over the years that even though um, as much as textbook, I want people to be eating a lot more as soon as possible. Um, a lot of times that causes a lot more mental harm than, and I have to go back and, you know, correct all that later. And so that's just kind of years of coaching that um, it's kind of, you can do it, you can do both. And so if you're struggling, if you know that you need to be eating more, um, having a couple of those higher structured, higher days um, can be a way that you can slowly gain trust with your body and know that it's going to serve itself well by having more food like that. Um, and then it's all about gathering data. You guys are going to hear us saying this over and over and over again. Um, and it takes time. And so um, I do want to mention some general timelines um, because like what Jody mentioned is that program hopping in any capacity, whether we're talking about exercise or whether we're talking about dieting, um, that's the biggest detriment to your progress, period. Um, even the people that do the crappiest stuff for the longest time, they're going to have a lot of data and there's a lot that we can do with that. So in terms of calorie cycling in whatever capacity, if you choose to do, let's say three or four lower calorie or dieting days, and then the rest of your week, whether that's two or three days at a higher intake, whatever you choose, just stick to it. And I, my personal recommendation is minimum six weeks, minimum. I mean, absolute minimum. 
to start gathering some data about yourself. Um, if you're an avid dieter and you have some data already, sometimes we can do two to four, but most of the time just stick to six <laughs> because mm -hmm. you have your body's going to respond in some fashion that you're going to be able to small tweak things, but I would never move from, okay, calorie cycling's not working after four weeks. And this is the first, this is my first try. Let's go straight to linear dieting and not give myself any refeeds for, you know, or, or better yet, let's go to keto or, you know, something <laughs> way off on the other end of the spectrum. The right. sad um, thing is, is that's so popular. Like we are speaking the normal thing yeah. <laughs> of the society. Yeah. This is the pattern that you see. This is, this is what, mm -hmm. um, even what's in the magazines. I mean, if you read the same magazine over and over, it's going to have a different diet for you every month. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the important thing about all this is like with the cycling diet, what is so um, key is that you are keeping metabolism first mm -hmm. and things are not slowing down because um, when, when your metabolism starts to slow down and that will happen in a linear type fat, if you do a linear type of cut that's going to happen over time and your body is, um, you know, preferentially going to go to lean tissue mass first and start reducing there and want to hold on to fat um, longer. Um, just, and what you don't want to do is lose lean tissue. And that's what happens in the yo-yo dieting syndrome that is so prevalent in, in this culture is that women are losing lean mass um, which is the thing that keeps the metabolism revved and optimal to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, and every time you go through a diet phase, you're, you're just compromising that more and more. So um, keeping in those relative deficits and staying consistent. And I also would like to just say, you know, the quality of food that you choose, even on your higher days, makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you're choosing highly palatable foods on the high days, you're really just setting yourself up for what we talked about in past podcasts for those binge eating episodes and, and things where you've been low for a couple of days and now it's like, Oh my goodness, I'm just going to, you know, go all out. And that's not going to help you long-term necessarily eat either. If it continues days and days in a row, I mean, one day of a big, a big refeed or big overfeed is great, but um, when it goes beyond that, I think you're you're asking for weight gain. Yeah, and so you said highly palatable. That's not usually something that's in someone's vocabulary. Do you want to elaborate on maybe some examples of highly pal palatable? Well, you know, processed foods that are high fat, high carb, and neither fat nor carbs are bad. So I'm not I'm not demonizing either one. When when foods are engineered and put together where they, they taste good, they're very satisfying, and they make you want more, which is what the food industry wants us to do is buy more, eat yeah. more. Um, when that occurs, you know, you're just setting yourself up for those kind of, if you will, addictive patterns that mm -hmm. might have gotten you in the position in the first place. Mm -hmm. Which is also just going to challenge your compliance when those types of foods are not necessarily going to fit your goals on those lower calorie days. So right. it makes that transition. I mean, everybody's probably come back from vacation where you've eaten out a lot. And then like, even though you're really craving the consistency, like you want your meal prepping or you want 
you're, you want to feel healthy and all that stuff, that first week, like your food just doesn't taste that great. Like your favorite meals, at least for me, there's this transition period of if I've eaten out a ton the food I cook at home is like, meh. When normally, like, I love my food. Like, I totally love my food. Yeah, exactly. um, but I eat a bunch of junk all the time, then I just don't like my food as much. That's the importance of just sticking with whatever you're doing throughout your low days or dieting days. Just do what you do on your higher days, but just in larger quantities. I know in times past that that's um, obviously just what I've done. And just if I normally have one slice of bread, I'll probably have a couple or... Mm-hmm this sort portion of rice, I'll have more. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, that's the easiest for some people. And regardless, you're going to get excited because it's more yeah. food and you're just like, yeah, I'm excited. So yeah, that right. should help someone. I think too, um, just on the mindset side, cause you guys know, I love that stuff, but, um, I, I, I want to encourage people to stop thinking of it as a diet Um, and really think about it as um, part of a long-term lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. Um, A fat loss phase is just that. It's a a relatively short, hopefully short period of time Mm -hmm. um, that is going to continue to progress you um, to a place of your ultimate goals, and that is being able to live wherever that healthy spot is. And kind of take some of the context off the scale um, because, you know, it's, so many women are so focused on the scale, but you can look at, I mean, like I personally have pictures of myself where I am the same scale weight in both pictures, but when you look at them, they are radically different pictures. And, um, you know, part of that is just knowing that um, there's, you're, you're, the percentage of body fat, you, you need to have some body fat and it's okay. It's just where does individually, is it too much for each of us individually? You know what I mean? And it's distributed. Um, You know, as you go through, whether it's a calorie cycling phase for fat loss, whether it's a calorie cycling phase for gaining, which will be for a different podcast, um, in general, whatever phase that you're in over the years, um, I just want to kind of interject this in all of these fat loss protocols in our book need to include a form of resistance training because that's going to be the only way that you can truly, truly try to prevent muscle loss throughout the whole process. Um, you're not going to be putting on muscle. You're not going to be, um, you know, growing in these phases. If you're new to weight training, you might have a recomp period. Sure. Um, but in general, generally speaking, um, using the case study client that, that Jody created, um, the 30 something that has, you know, 15 to 20 pounds to lose, um, that might take a couple shorter fat loss phases utilizing calorie cycling, depending on how that person's body might respond. Um, a lot of people with not too much weight to lose, especially the less than 20 van crowd, um, they're going to stall out before they reach their goal. And that's what becomes kind of frustrating, but that's just a key sign that you might take a short dieting break. Maybe what you're having on your higher calorie days, you have all throughout the week for maybe two weeks. See how you feel, go back, try it again and, and start gathering data on yourself. And if you, you know, you might 
come back down, drop another couple pounds, finally fit into those jeans you were trying to fit into. And you're like, okay, wow, I can settle pretty nicely here because what's nice about calorie cycling, even though it is an overall deficit, um, it's not in a dangerous place. It's very maintainable. Many times people can calorie cycle in the form of having several lower days and several higher days and balancing out in a maintenance to where they feel they're insulin sensitive enough that they're storing their nutrients where they need to be. They're fueling their workouts, um, mm -hmm. but they're at a nice maintenance phase. So it can be used in fat loss. It can be used in maintenance and it can also be used if you're in a growing phase. Um, but I just want to point out for someone that's only using or that's only needing to lose 15 to 20 pounds, um, it might not, you might not, you might reach the, um, the bump up against the road where your body says, okay, whoa, 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 a little faster than someone that is over 20. If you're in that 25 to 50 pound range, you can calorie cycle and, and as long as you're being compliant and as long as you're tracking right. for a good amount of time, it's a very maintainable lifestyle kind of way to eat. So to speak. And I, th I think it's really important too um, for people that have, you know, 25 to 50 pounds to lose or even more mm -hmm. um, cycling is very effective in helping um, understand body feedback you know, over the long term, because it is going to be a longer term process, but it's like, oh, how do you actually feel after those high days? And, you know, what are you feeling like on that fourth or fifth low day? And, and we should talk about that. What are some of the indicators, um, Tay and Kayla, uh, what, when you're too low, and when you're in just the right place? I mean, I think a lot of people do think they're not going to experience hunger. And that's probably not the case for the most part. Um, what other kind of things when you're, when, what do you recognize in a client when they're too low? Mm -hmm. When a client is too low and I feel that their body is pushing back against them and giving them a lot of resistance. Um, the biggest thing that I see as a red flag is recovery. Um, with their exercise or their training or even their emotional recovery, like things are just, it's not like a PMS week. It's not like a, this acute stress. It's like this kind of heavy feeling of like, my life is really stressful. Like <laughs> when everything is really getting to you, um, we can usually kind of go back and be like, uh, okay, that in conjunction with physical recovery. Um, and then actually when you mentioned hunger, um, decrease in hunger when someone's not hungry they're like actually i'm totally fine that's one of the key indicators that your metabolism has down regulated because mm -hmm. one of the very best things is that hunger signal um when you're ready for a meal we don't want you starving we don't want your blood sugar dropping and you're feeling lightheaded but if you're ready to eat every three to four hours like you're perfect you're right on track satisfy yourself don't stuff yourself and wait for that next three hour mark. So when your body tells you it's time to eat before the clock does, um, that's a good time. And when that goes away, that's another really key indicator that the metabolism is like, I need a break. Mm -hmm. I know too, it, like in my personal experience, brain fog, when I'm too low or I've got, I've been in a deficit for too long. I have just, I don't know, prep brain, I guess we call it. <laughs> but, yeah. Can't think straight. What people don't realize is what 
you just described is is a contest prep is a very intense fat loss phase um that a lot of people from a distant eye may seem that it's it's so cool it's something that they they want to do or aspire to do which is totally cool if you want to feel like that (laughs) majority of the time (laughs) um But the cool thing is about um, if you're starting to feel like that and then the decision is to go ahead and make that those high days or a little bit of a diet break, which is also a big benefit, diet breaks, Mm -hmm. um, is is basically what that is too, is higher days, um, is that once those feelings um, go away with the higher calories, you then have energy restored, your body might respond start responding normally. You might start feeling hungry again. You can also, it's super great for the performance of the gym too, which is why I think it's such a great protocol for anything. Um, especially if you're looking to lose fat, you can still maintain decent recovery, especially if you're doing pretty hard workouts on those Mm -hmm. days Mm -hmm. so that you're able to fuel that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a really good point that you bring up about what's that Jody? I said, I think it's even crazy. I mean, I've had this with a client, a couple of clients and personally myself experienced it when you, um, you've been in a deficit for a while and you do take a little bit of a diet break, a responsible diet break. And all of a sudden you're, you are eating more, but now all of a sudden the scale is going down. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of hilarious when that happens and it happens more often than, than not sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing and say that, Um, a lot of it is that intensity that you would normally bring to the gym, to your workouts that has, um, regressed over time because you've slowly gotten tired and you've slowly lost motivation and your normal, um, meet the non-exercise activity that you would normally have that you're just kind of like lounging around a little bit more. You don't necessarily go for walks or whatever it is. Um, having those either a diet break or the higher calorie days, um, a lot of people report back and do say that one, they don't usually reach that point because the higher days prevent that. Um, but they will say, Oh my gosh, I'm starving after my higher days. Okay, good. <laughs> like that's yeah. good. That means, that means things are moving. Um, so those are all, those are all some really great points, really great points. Um, let's also move into, we've talked a little bit about more of a linear phase of dieting. Um, and we'll touch on keto there too. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into your experiences with like a linear phase dieting. Taylor, do you want to describe what a linear phase diet might look like in comparison to more of the calorie cycling? So switching gears on you guys just a little bit, I know that ended abruptly, but we decided to go ahead and break this episode into two parts so that it's a little bit easier for you to digest and listen to um, about the different dieting protocols that that we typically use. So if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at info at theomnifit.com or any of our social media handles at The Omnifit or also in our Facebook group of Fit Me Forever. I also just wanted to let you guys know about our next open enrollment for our seven-day challenge. This is actually going to open for enrollment the day after Christmas, and the challenge itself is going to start on New Year's Day. Um, So the timing for that is mighty perfect in terms of 
all the things that we've discussed, why people want to start a fat loss diet, why the beginning of the year tends to be a really motivational time of year. Um, we'd love to help you guys get started. And you can find that link to sign up either in the show notes or directly on our website at theomnifit.com. If you guys have any questions, please let us know and we'll see you in the next episode.